Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hi, I'm Tony Hendra. And I'm Jeff Chrysler. And this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. Well, Tony, this has been another wild week for the man in the White Castle. Yeah, he's been cycling non-stop through his vocabulary challenge insults. Well, mostly he just calls everything fake. That's fake. But it's given me a great idea for a great new goal for the final edition Radio Hour. Oh, 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 what? To, to get a sponsor? To get syndicated? To get my debt collectors to fuck off? No, 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 no. I want us to do something so insulting to this orange-ass baboon that he gets up at a presser and dumps all over the final edition. They're not funny. No one listened to them. Losers, sad. Or maybe he tweets, Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler are fake news. I can't do no, that. fake, fake news. What an honor that would be. Fuck honor, Tony. We hit a million listeners. No, ten million. All right, let's start right now. Let's get ourselves hated by Trump with... The, the Final, Final Edition, Edition Radio, Radio Hour. Hour. Members of Donald Trump's presidential campaign had repeated contacts with senior Russian intelligence officials before the election. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? Obviously. I know I'm a white woman in America, but I really don't think it's going to be that bad. But her emails, though. If you had a chance to get discount hookers, wouldn't you take it? I can't even get my wife to let me pee on her in the shower. Hey, I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for anyone. I can't believe we signed up for four seasons of this. Yeah, I, I really hate it when they, like, completely fire the writer's room halfway through the season. I hear Trump's not that bad, but the writers decided he was going to be the asshole this season. If he didn't study the Kremlin, then we wouldn't know. You can't feed him after midnight, you can't get him wet, and you can't let him out in sunlight. So the next proof that's going to come out is proof that Donald Trump shouldn't be president. Wait for it. But Benghazi, though. I bet that Putin's dick looks really big in those tiny hands. He was just ordering his next wife. Of the three generals Trump hired to top positions in his cabinet, Kelly, Mattis, and Flynn, only one, General Mattis, is actually known as Mad Dog. 
But in the final edition, we feel that nickname probably applies to all three, given their extreme views on such matters as Islam, immigrants, and Iraqi wedding guests. Now one of them has been forced to resign after only a few weeks on the job for causing chaos in the foreign policy and security establishment. What's the real reason for General Mike Flynn's abrupt firing? The final edition Stone Peck has the exclusive story. General Flynn, Donald Trump was very high on you when he made you one of his cabinet's first choices. Now he says your meetings with the Russian ambassador before the president's inauguration were not an issue of law, but an issue of trust. <laughs> General, legal experts have suggested that your meetings with Krizliak violated the Logan Act, which forbids private citizens, which you then were, from interfering with foreign policy. General, the foaming blood flecked spittle spurting from your teeth is getting on my lapels. Uh, could you not snap at me, please? After President Obama... Yes, General, we know how you feel. Imposed sanctions on the Russians for hacking into our elections. The Kremlin threatened equivalent sanctions against the U.S. Yet after your meetings with Krizliak, nothing happened. Isn't that evidence of a quid pro quo, like the deal Reagan's people made with Ayatollah Khomeini to release the American This is Igor Sechin, CEO of Russia's state oil company Rosneft, largest oil company in the world. Recent years very difficult for Rosneft because U.S. sanctions on Russia by Barack Obama over minor, insignificant, not important, very tiny, none of your business aggression in Crimea and Ukraine. But now sanctions lifted by very smart and honest President Trump. It's mean $500 billion partnership with ExxonMobil. Deal made by President Putin and former Exxon CEO Rex Tillerson, I say former, is now U.S. Secretary of State. Rosneft, now second best Russian asset after Tetris. 19.5% of company even is sold just recently to secret client. Can't say who. Very smart person. Very honest. Now, lifting sanction may be difficult because Michael Flynn quit. 
No more national security advisor. It's okay. Even if Trump impeached, Kremlin have blackmail on all U.S. Congress. Much, much worse than hookers and pee. Jason Chaffetz from Utah is furry. Dress like llama. Have sex with dog. It's real dog, but dress like different dog. And Mitch McConnell? Picture him with rectum stretched like drain pipe. Rosneft is good investment. Prime Minister Abe, how do you like the beautiful dining room here at Mar-a-Lago? You should feel tremendous honor right now. It's very nice, Mr. Turamp. Very much gold. And how's your wedge salad? Better than anything you've eaten in Japan, eh, Shinzo? It's very good, sir. Lots of dressing. That's the blue cheese. I just love blue cheese. Put it on everything. Excuse me, Mr. President. Sorry to interrupt, but North Korea just launched a missile that crashed into the Sea of Japan. Oh, wow. An international crisis during a Mar-a-Lago dinner? This must be my lucky day. Perhaps we should discuss them somewhere more private. Private? Are you kidding? Do you realize the audience we have right now? This is where I thrive. Bring out the classified documents for the President. Look at all the wealthy members of Mar-a-Lago watching us, Shinzo. We're on center stage. Okay, so if you look on this page, you'll see exactly where the missiles launched. And over here are the locations of the American and Japanese intelligence operatives. Should this information be out like this? Shinzo's right. It's too dark to see anything. Someone get me a flashlight. Here, use my cell phone, sir. Why is there a red light blinking next to the phone's camera lens? I'm sure it's nothing. I need more light. Can we get a spotlight over here to illuminate these classified documents for the president? Wave to everyone, Shinzo. You're at the center of the action. Dinner is served. Oh, wow. Look at the size of those steaks. Careful not to spill any sauce on the photos of Kim Jong-un. Mr. President, this is extremely reckless. Shinzo's right. We can't eat with these papers scattered everywhere. Can we just project the classified information on that wall over there? Yes, sir. I'll just put them up on the projector. But now everyone here can see. Shinzo, take a chill pill, okay? We'll just flash everyone here with one of those lights that they used in the movie Men in Black. <laughs> Good one, sir. To erase their memories. Did you see that movie, Shinzo? Terrific film. Just terrific. Oh, look. A wedding party is coming in. Come on, Shinzo. Let's go take a picture with the bridesmaids. But, uh, Have fun, you guys. We'll leave everything as is till you get back. You ever see the movie Wedding Crashes, Shinzo? Terrific film. Just terrific. How many times has something like this happened when you got a new tattoo? Check out the new Tat Bra, my favorite band. Yeah? Well, I'm not into the Graceful Dead. What? Oh, man. Ouch. Tattoos are more popular than ever, especially among people with limited intelligence and zero attention span. 
This has led to an incredible amount of misspelled tattoos. That's where we come in. We're Ink Readable, the tattoo proofreaders. Call us before finalizing anything permanent. It's, it's a quote from Thomas Dillon. <laughs> Dylan Thomas. And he never said rage rag against the diving of the tight. Thanks. Incre- incremental. And now, Ink Readable does translation services for you kids with a yearning to adorn your body with a language you have no knowledge of. It's Chinese for YOLO. You only live once. Actually, it's Chinese for Monkey Lightning Six Begin. Oh, and ladies, there are no Chinese characters for Brittany, Haley, or Chloe. That's a freebie. So, if you don't want to spend the rest of your life with Live Hard Die Tongue on your forearm, call Ink Readable before your next tattoo. Uh, it's something I got to help me through the tough times. This poo shall pass. <laughs> I think you mean this too shall pass. No. As long as it's what you want. Ink readable. Before your next tattoo, talk to someone who is not drunk or an idiot. Hey, welcome to Alternative Facts Game Show. Winner of last year's Nobel Prize for game shows. This is the show where you decide what the facts are. Me? I'm nobody. No, you're Copernicus. And I'm your host, D.B. Cooper. Let's meet our contestants. We have former National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn. Current National Security Advisor. Have it your way. Contestant number two is White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway. Wait, aren't you the judge on this show? I'm also a contestant. Those are the facts. Get over it. Over and done. And as always, our returning champion, President Donald Trump. My daughter Ivanka was treated so unfairly by the show. She's a great person. Sad. Actually, she was never on our... Oh, right. $500. President Trump, you control the board. I'll take I'm right for $1,000, Alex. I'm not... Uh, here's your clue. You're about to say this. Say what? Right again! $1,000! This game is rigged against me. I could have won by more. General Flynn! I did not discuss sanctions with the Russians. The president has full confidence in that answer. I didn't hear what he said. I'll look into that. Are we still here? I can't be certain of what was said. That answer has become unsustainable. Kellyanne, that does not make sense. General Flynn, you've been eliminated. What? I was told you can't lose at this game. You can't! Kellyanne, tell him what he's won. Fine clothing and accessories from the Ivanka Trump line. It's a wonderful line. I own some of it. Go buy it. But you just said I won it. That's all the time we have. Guests of Alternative Facts stay at the Trump International Hotel in Washington, D.C. at Artificially Inflated Price. Good night, and thanks for watching the RT Network. Coming this fall, Millennial Charlie's Angels. Good morning, Angels. Good morning, Bosley. The President of the United States has been kidnapped. Your mission is to save him. Right, let's go. Wait. 
We look really cute doing the pose, right? We have to gram this. Bosley, take a picture. There's no time, angels. Bosley, please. Please. Fine, one picture. Then you'll save the president. (laughs) Okay, done. Now go save the president. Go be heroes. Take one on my phone. Mine too. No, just text it to each other. The file is too big. Then airdrop it. (laughs) I don't have it set up. Well, one of you post it and tag the other two. Then it won't show up in my feed. Uh, Use the repost app. It'll have the little bar at the bottom. Pay to upgrade the app. It's $3. I'll Venmo you. Why am I doing this? Go save the president. What's my hair doing? My left arm looks so fat. I hate my entire face. Ugh, delete it. No. Angels, you look fine. You're all very beautiful women. Just go. Go save the president. You're right. Angels? That's enough pictures! No. No. Mm, No. Mm, That one's cute. Yeah, I like that one. What filter, though? You should use Valencia. Why am I helping? Yes! And posted. We We did did it! it. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, I understand. Angels, the president is dead. Hmm. Sad selfie. You're all fired. Hey, guys. Have you met my new dog, Bradley? Oh, he's startling. So cute. Look at that face. He looks like a purebred. I hope you didn't get him from a pet store. You know those dogs mostly come from puppy mills. No, of course not. I would never buy a pet store puppy mill dog. He's a rescue. Oh, that's so great. Rescues are the best. Yeah, I was walking down Melrose and there was a house on fire. And I saw him in the window, so I ran into it. I almost died from a falling, burning beam. And I had quite a bit of smoke inhalation, but... I got this little guy, so it was all worth it. Oh, yeah, that's so nice. You're a real great guy, Dan. Rescues are the best. They really are. My Labradoodle Jessup is a rescue, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He was in an abusive relationship. One day, he got his owner's phone and texted me a picture of his black eye. He tried to tell me that he fell into his bone, but I knew. I went over there and packed his suitcase and took him home. It's been a long road, but I think he's finally starting to learn to love again. Wow, that is so brave. You're so patient and strong, you know? Just what a rescue dog needs. So brave. Have you guys met my antelope, Gunther? No, is he a rescue? Of course. Okay, get this. He was grazing in the savannah, and a lion got him away from his pack. The lion started chasing him, and he was about to be eaten, but then I raced in and scooped him up into my jeep, And I've been posting pictures of him in a cute tiny sweater on my Instagram ever since. That is so great. Yeah, it feels so good to save an animal, you know, to save a life. Yeah, it's so courageous. We are such heroes, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 We are amazing people. We are incredible. I love us. We're the best. Call your local shelter and adopt a pet today. But don't be such a douche about it. Supported by animal lovers against that sad Sarah McLaughlin dog video. In the arms of the angel, may you The morning after your birth control fails, you might think you're alone. Well, you're not with Plan C One Step. Plan C One Step emergency contraception is just one pill away from helping prevent pregnancy after birth control failure or unprotected sex in one dose. 
It's a backup to the backup to the backup plan and should not be used as regular birth control. But it's easy. Just take one Plan C One Step emergency contraception pill and we'll send a hairy, burly man to come to your house and repeatedly punch you in the stomach. You have 72 hours to eight and a half months to prevent pregnancy. The sooner you take it, the better it works. And since it's only one pill, you can take it right away. Plan C One Step does not protect against HIV or any other STDs. Side effects may include nausea, fatigue, lower abdominal pain, upper abdominal pain, middle abdominal pain, internal bleeding, concerned neighbors, broken ribs, fear of someone breaking into your house at night and killing you, and slight dizziness. If your period is more than one week late, you may already be pregnant. Sometimes the unexpected happens, such as the government completely taking away any of your rights as a woman. When it does and plans A and B didn't work, there's plan C one step. Because America is beating us down anyway, so we may as well do it for real. Wait, this test says I'm still pregnant. Oh my god, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Oh no, oh my god. Plan C may not always work, but give us money anyway. Sir, are you Vincent? Yes. Your doctors told us that you only have about three weeks to live. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. And we were told that you vehemently oppose Trump. Yes. That's great. You are a perfect candidate for our recruitment effort. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. Think of our organization as Make-A-Wish, but for grown-ups. Huh. Grown-ups whose dying wish it is to kill the president and those surrounding him. <sighs> you see, the way it works is that first we provide free weapons training with weapons that are suitable for a range of disabilities. <sighs> then we put you up in a lovely hotel in Washington, D.C., or the city of your choosing based on the president's engagements. We set up all of the arrangements for an assassination, and you get to go down in history not only as a badass sniper, but a hero. <sighs> but, but, but why are folks in hospice? Oh, it's an ethical thing. See, you're dying anyway, so it won't matter if the Secret Service takes you out. <laughs> or you survive and end up on death row. Joke's on them. <laughs> it's honorable. Like a kamikaze. Or a suicide bomber. What do you think? We'll throw in a pretty cool ski mask with pussy ears. Damn it! Not again! They always get so fucking excited! Code Blue, room 305. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Bechtel Talk Show. As usual, my co-hosts include former NFL quarterback Marty Simmons and host of the podcast, Man Oh Man, Freddie Toluca. Hey, hey! How are you? What's up? Hiya, fellas. I'm Roger Bechtel. Let's start the show! Our guest today is from the Denver Laboratory of Medicine and a scientist who recently discovered a cure for diabetes 
Please welcome Dr. Jennifer Wallace. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for joining us. Now, Jennifer, it's all over the news that you and your team have found a cure for the diabetes. That's correct. And the question on everyone's lips is, what does your husband do? Excuse me? Yeah, your husband. I mean, what does he do? You are married, aren't you? Yes, I am, but what does it have to do with our research? Uh, I think it's pretty important. Well, I don't see how, but okay, he works at an auto shop. Auto shop. Nice. Cool. Yeah, Jiffy Loop. Ah, hey, they do great oil changes there. I swing by occasionally, you know, if I'm feeling too lazy to change my own oil. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I get lazy sometimes. (laughs) I'm sorry, can we get back to my work? Right, right, so sorry. Please. Tell us about what you did. Well, it has taken us seven years, and through multiple experiments, we've discovered- I'm sorry, but if you've been working so much, then, like, who takes care of your children? What? Well, yeah, I mean, your husband can't do it. He's busy working to support you guys. Okay, I thought this was going to be an interview about me, not my husband. Besides, I'm actually the breadwinner in my family. (laughs) If you say so. So what is it like being a lady scientist? Was there a lot of competition you had to step on to get ahead of the more qualified men in your field? (laughs) (laughs) It's probably true. (laughs) How dare you? It doesn't matter that I'm a woman. My team and I have found a medical breakthrough that will save millions of lives. Yeah, yeah, sure, but how many men are on the team? That isn't important. We are all equally skilled, and none of us could have done it without each other. Well, I'm sure you're very nurturing to all of them, Mm. sweetheart. All right. I cannot believe. Okay, hold that thought, Jenny. We have a caller on the line. It's Jennifer. Hi, this is Rick, Jennifer's husband. Oh, hi, Rick. How's the garage treating you? Oh, it's going well. Lots of cars today. Hey, hey, Rick, why, uh, while you're on the line, i got a question for you. Do you ever work on classic cars? I do. They are something of a hobby of mine. Oh, nice. That's perfect, because I got me a 65 Dodge Challenger that I'd love for you to take a look at sometime. Oh, bring it in. I'll see what I can do. Nice, I will. Um, hi. Excuse me. I'm the person who discovered a cure for deadly disease here. Can we get back to that? Honey, go back to work before you get fired again. That's the only job you've been able to hold down in months. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Looks like it's that time of the month again. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably true. (laughs) Screw this. You are the most sexist pieces of shit I ever met, and you can suck my dick. Oh, okay. All right. Then that's all the time we have for the Roger Bechtel Talk Show. Join us next week when we'll discuss what it's like to have abnormally small penises. That of which we all have. Right, fellas? That is true. Micro dicks. Micro dicks. Micro dicks. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. In honor of the end of America... The Final Edition Radio Hour wants to continue paying tribute to one of America's greatest institutions, the Supreme Court of the United States. As you may be aware, should you hear our constant shilling, we did a three-part series on the Supreme Court of the United States, past, present, and future, and published it at the end of last year. Here then, for your listening pleasure, rather than the violin playing over the flickering flames, listen to a few select favorites from Men in Black, the history and the future and the present of the Supreme Court. It's the early 19th century, and like most of us, the Supreme Court is starting small. 
Before deciding the big cases on the main stage in Washington, D.C., the court first has to work the road. Welcome to the Western Virginia International Minstrel Competition and Wet T-Shirt Contest. Give yourselves a big round of applause just for surviving the winter. Tonight we have a really special group of people for our panel of judges. It's the United States Supreme Court. Chief Justice John Marshall, welcome to the Vomiting Crow Tavern and Sports Bar. What are you doing out here in the boonies, anyway? Well, the government of the Union, though limited in its power, is supreme within its I'm sure you have your reasons. All right, coming up first, Charles Matthews sings Possum Up a Gum Tree. Possum up a gum tree, up he go, rockin' in the hollow down below. Now at T-shirt contest. Hit him with the water. <laughs> All right, the court's deliberating, and here comes Chief Justice John Marshall with the verdict. In the case now to be determined, the plaintiff a lumpy entertainer of no fixed address uh -huh. tried to fulfill a contract to entertain and titillate an audience of groggy undesirables on a Friday night 10 p.m. show. Right. To be considered is how whimsical may be his mimicry of an enslaved African national. Right. And furthermore, the aesthetic merit of the plaintiff's porcine figure articulated by a dampened, short-sleeved, Tunic. Sure. In this, the court finds as follows. Hit him with the water! This is sad. My life is sad. Those were lean times, to be sure, as the court judged everything from knife-throwing contests... The absence of a finger necessitates a change of venue to a court specifically assigned to nine-fingered citizens. To cutest baby. In the case of Baby Thaddeus v. Baby Simon, the Declaration, if not the Constitution, stipulates all babies are created equal. Therefore, the court must nullify any previous decision. Oh, oh, no. Must nullify no. any previous decisions oh, no. on baby cuteness rendered by the lower oh, court. Oh, no. come on. They look the same, people. And lumberjack contests. In the case of Jacques Vionry, Jacques wins because. Well, his tree fell down first. I don't know why you need us here. Until finally, the court found a permanent home at number one First Street Northeast in Washington, D.C. It was a more stable, respected venue. But some people say the court's decisions were never as good or as edgy after that. All right, let's move on to serious business. What do we want for lunch? I say we sit back and wait 150 years for someone to open a Quiznos. And I say we wait for a Jersey Mike's. Oh, hold on, man. Ah, what what balder? Order. Order. Who doesn't like What's your order? Why can't Markle. we do something? Do you want a side of chips with that? I absolutely. We take you back to 1896 when Plessy versus Ferguson upheld separate but equal racial segregation in a case where a man who was one-eighth black 
could not ride in a white train car. The final edition asked the man on the street back then, what do you think? I don't know what an octoroon is, but it sounds delicious. Every time I order a mulatto, they screw my name up on my cup at Starbucks. I once knew a boy who was a septeptaroon. He was one seventeenth black, which is not how math works. But God damned if I was going to sit next to him on a train. Personally, I think the most interesting thing about Blessy was the fact that he was eight raccoons in a bag. Why is it V and not a V-S? I like versus versus V. Let's hear that case. In the case of V, V versus. I think we're missing the real issue in Plessy v. Ferguson. When are we going to start creating better names? Can women still not vote? Okay. Shut up! Get out of here! How do you know it? Get away from the microphone! How do you not know? I mean, like, separate but equal, but like, we, we, we should have the better one, right? <laughs> Judges, before we hear our first case of the day, let us pray. Dear Lord, give us this day our daily brief. And lead us not into objection, but but deliver us from recusal. Jesus, we depend on your guidance for all our cases. Lead us with your love and infinite wisdom. We love you, God! Love you, Jesus! For we all know that without your assistance, we would be completely and utterly lost. Especially Justice Byron White. Hey! Speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus. Continue to show us the way, and we will promise to never, ever stop communicating with you. Our very best friend, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, calling the first case of the day. Engel versus Vitali. To decide on the constitutionality of... Oh, dear God... Pray, prayer in public institutions? What? Oh dear God! No! If corporations are people, as the Roberts Court has reaffirmed, what kind of people are they? Some are huge, pornographically wealthy, globe-trotting people. But others are ordinary, hard-working, paycheck-to-paycheck folks whose rights are just as sacred as a multinational's, but who can sometimes be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Hey, people, get your gourmet southern fried chicken littles here. 100% organic, 50 gourmet sauces. Wow, these bite-sized chicken littles with seven sizzling Szechuan sauces are awesome. Your food truck is awesome. And half the price of Chick-fil-A. Okay, you corporate motherfucker, out of the truck, hands on the hood. Show us your fucking articles of incorporation. Why? Chicken Little LLC ain't done nothing. We got a 911 from the Northeastern Regional Division of Chick-fil-A, Inc. that you stole a significant tranche of their 18 to 35-year-old consumers. Get in the fucking car. Uh, 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 Chicken Little is a registered LLC. Uh, I... I can't breathe. It, it has. Oh, I can't. I can't breathe. All, all the rights of the person. Oh, oh, I Stop struggling. I am legitimately subduing you. Watch out, Stiggy. He's reaching for that high-powered attorney by the deep 
Pryor. Jesus, you just obliterated that small business. And it's attorney. Go fuck yourself. It was corporate suicide. Bullshit. I caught it all on my cell. Corporate lives matter. Who the fuck are you? Scumbuzz.com LLC is a fully incorporated anti-social media Silicon Alley startup. Your brutal corporate side of Chicken Little LLC has already gone global viral. Corporate lives matter! Corporate lives matter! The whole world is watching! Show us your fucking articles of incorporation. Speak to my attorney. Legal Zoom! Corporate lives matter! Stiggy, we gotta call for backup. These fucking corporations are mad as hell. I fear for my life. What? All right. I also fear for my life. Surprisingly soon afterwards, the Supreme Court agrees to hear the case. In conclusion, Your Honor Chief Justice Roberts, the case of Stigowitz and Jigowitz versus Chicken Little LLC et al. turns on the personhood of corporations vis-a-vis the personhood of human persons. The hollowed legal traditions of probable cause properly give the police the benefit of the doubt when they homicide human persons in the course of discharging their duties. If a corporation is a person, Surely, the same standard should apply when they stand accused of corpuscide. As the Klingons say, this is lacking reason. Since so many more privileges inhere in corporations than in human persons, there must be a higher standard which the police must meet when they homicide corporations. In a nutshell, do corporate lives matter more than human lives? I believe they do now and will do so even more in the Klingon universe to which we are transitioning, when corporations eventually become supreme beings. These officers must be held accountable for their flagrant corporate side of Chicken Little LLC, as well as the corporate side of many other innocent corporate entities whose bright future in a more perfect Klingon universe they extinguished. It is the judgment of this court that under Florida's new cruelest and unusualest punishment statute, Officers Stigowitz and Jigowitz shall be taken from this place, hung by the neck until half dead, disemboweled with a rusty bread knife, and cut into 100 pieces each, which shall then be fed to homeless and destitute corporations. Man, look at Antonin, lying so helplessly in that hospital bed. I wish we could put him out of his misery. Me too. If only he could communicate to us in a clear and convincing way that he wants to pull the plug. Kill me. If only he could let us know his true wishes. Kill me. If only he hadn't argued that patients, not family members, had to express their decision to die. Kill me. 
Then we could go ahead and pull the plug on poor Nino. Kill me. Who's obviously in a lot of pain. Kill me. Damn it. If only he could communicate his true will. Kill me. If only he could let us know his thoughts. Kill me. Wait, did you hear that? Did you say something, Antonin? Kill me. It's hard to make out. Kill me. I think he said, gill me. Kill me. He definitely said, gill me. Poor guy. Thinks he's a fish. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, lawyers and lay people, citizens and scum, welcome back to another episode of... Are You Smarter Than Supreme Court Justice? Today's lucky contestants, Odong. Representing the We the People team, we have Mary Timmons, an elementary school teacher, a nurse's assistant, an Uber driver, and a mom from Tallahassee, Florida. Hello, Mary. You work an awful lot for a woman with children. <laughs> just paying the bills, Chuck. Or just some of them. A few. Really, I'm just barely holding it together, Chuck. (laughs) Our next We the Peopler is Cheryl Blackstone, a piano teacher, real estate agent, and chain smoker from Asheville, North Carolina. Cheryl, welcome to the show. It's so lovely to see you here. Have you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is great. Uh, When do we go to commercial? I got a whiz. teammate is Charles Bo Johnson. Charles is a divorced bricklayer from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hello, Charles. May we call you Bo? Fine. Whatever you want, Massa. (laughs) Representing the Supreme Court today is a man who also grew up in Indiana. He attended the prestigious La Lumiere School before being whisked off to Harvard and Harvard Law. He clerked for the Supreme Court, worked in the Reagan and Bush administrations before 14 years of private law practice. And he's now the Chief Justice of the highest court in the land. Please welcome John Roberts. Thank you for joining us, Your Excellency. It's not your excellency, it's your honor. Excellent. I mean, okay. Sir, our first question is for you. Choose a category, your honorableness. Let's try the human condition. Very good. The question is, how do you boil water? What? what? I, I, uh, Sir, need an answer. I, uh, it's just, I mean, I never, uh, Jane always boils the water. Oh, sorry. Mary, you can steal the point. You put water in a pot, and put the pot on the stove, and then you do other chores while you wait. Exactly! Point for Team We the People. See? That was easy. So, if it please the court, I I don't believe I was properly given notice regarding the nature of the inquiries to be set before me, and I just really want to... Okay, okay, judges. All right, We the People get the point, but you may pick the next category. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, economic prosperity. Great. The question is, what is the price of a loaf of bread and a gallon of whole milk? What? I uh, uh, I have no idea. Uh, $150? Nope. Cheryl? Uh, a loaf of bread, gallon of milk, 
Well, when I have the kids, I gotta buy that stuff, which usually means I can't get extra beer. Uh, six of Bud is like six ninety nine. The Piggly Wiggly, so uh, six ninety nine. Exactly, you got it. All right, what's the next category? Okay, great robed one to you. What does it feel like to drive while black? Oh, for the love of Scalia, I have no idea. This is madness. It's bullshit, is what it is. That's right! Team We The People wins! You win! And your prize is... An all-expense-paid trip to Indianapolis, Indiana. You'll stay at the best hotels, eat the best restaurants, and see the best first-run movies Indianapolis has to offer. Plus, you get to pay gift taxes. Thanks? And Justice Roberts, don't despair. For a consolation prize, you get to decide the fate of regular people like your opponents right up to the day you die, doddering out of touch and twisted by a perverse sense of superiority. That's it, everyone. Join us next time on... Are you smarter than a Supreme Court Justice? In honor of the end of the environment, or should I say in honor of former Oklahoma Attorney General Scott Pruitt being confirmed as head of the EPA, a thing that he has sworn to want to abolish, and (laughs) he's head of the environment in Oklahoma, so come on. Uh, And also a bill being proposed, I think the title of which was Let's Get Rid of the Environment. The final edition would like to present some of their classic pieces about this so-called environment, this alleged environment, this thing which will no longer exist. It's time to meet the final edition Radio Hour's chaplain and End Times advisor, Pastor John Hagee of Cornerstone Church in San Antonio, Texas. Here's Pastor John with another End Times God podcast. Today, why Christians must wipe out the environment Folks ask me, Reverend, how come we need laws against witchcraft? Because the heathen practice witchcraft, and environmentalists are heathens. Witches and warlocks who worship the moon and trees. They hug trees and fornicate with them. They kidnap Christian babies with long-range magic and feed them to endangered species. The environment is heathen. Do endangered species worship the Lord and sing hymns and raise their children in the fear of the Lord? No. They sit around never doing a lick of work, naked as the day they was born, with their sex doodads banging around between the legs and fornicating with any female that comes down the trail. The environment is dark-sided. The environment sends us hurricanes, tsunamis, snowstorms, forest fires, floods, pestilence, Where does a plague of frogs come from, or boils, or black fly? From some fine Christian oil or coal company? No sorry, Bob. They come from the environment. Without strip mining, and clear cutting, and bulldozing, without chemicals and pollutants, and the Army Corps of Engineers, God bless their holy earth movers, we would be engulfed in a nightmare called the environment. Hungry, thirsty, cold and naked, having spotted owls and Canada geese pecking out our eyes, having our steaming entrails ripped from our bellies by polar bears and snail darters, 
every single one of these heathen killers coming from where, brethren and sistren? Idaho? No. The environment. The Lord God gave us the environment to wipe out. The Lord wants a planet stripped of heathen trees and sinful species. Oceans emptied of fat, lazy whales and freeloading baby seals. He doesn't want to see a speck of green. Green makes the Lord see red. Green is the color of envy and witch vomit. God wants a spotless white planet ready for him to destroy utterly when he returns. For the Messiah is coming, America. Wherefore, rejoice. The final edition presents a public service message from the National Denier Service. Here at the NDS, we've been getting a lot of calls asking if tornadoes are the result of global warming. The best answer is that scientists disagree. Both real scientists and the ones paid for by right-wing front groups with bland patriotic names funded by the Koch brothers. We simply don't have enough information about tornadoes, weather, or bland patriotic front groups to make an informed decision. Most of what we know about tornadoes comes from The Wizard of Oz and Twister, one a classic and the other not even available on Netflix. Trying to formulate national policy based on a mishmash of the Lollipop Guild and Helen Hunt is itself a natural disaster. As deniers, we know that denial itself is like a tornado, demolishing some truths while preserving others. David Koch is very much like a twister, except twisters don't make big donations to the institutions they subvert. So the next time a tornado hits, do what Dorothy did. Lie on your bed and wait for your black and white farmhouse to take you someplace better. With any luck, you'll make it to that Disney CGI Oz and get to hang out with the magical James Franco. The preceding announcement was paid for by Americans for Preceding Announcements, a bland patriotic front group funded by the Cokes. We at Coke Industries wanted to know what freedom means, so we got opinions from the people who matter the most. Ordinary Americans. What does freedom mean to me? I guess it means people much richer than I can get huge tax breaks, even though they export jobs to other countries. In fact, because they outsource jobs. That should be required. It means really rich people can spend so much money on their favorite political causes that it completely drowns out my voice. I mean, the less you hear from me, the better. It means a pair of wealthy industrialists can prevent any meaningful progress against global warming, thus dooming the rest of us to a century of weather disasters. And what would you do if these freedoms were taken away? I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. I guess I'd shoot up a crowded mall. Maybe a college campus. Um, I'd blow myself up in a bus, and I'd, and I'd make sure the bomb had, you know, a lot of nails and glass and stuff. I'd start kidnapping children. Hey, you know what? Ordinary Americans love freedom. Why don't you? The proceeding was paid for by dark money rooted through an offshore account to a dummy nonprofit and distributed to a grassroots organization that would be nothing, and I mean nothing, without our help. So maybe they should think about that.
dedicated listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour may have recognized a theme running through our shows the last three months or so. That theme is this. At the end of every episode, we will play the classic piece of satire, Deteriorata, in honor of Donald Trump's presidency. We'll play this until he has gone, and our place in the universe is restored. Enjoy. amid the noise and waste and remember what comfort there may be in owning a piece thereof avoid quiet and passive persons unless you are in need of sleep rotate your tires speak glowingly of those greater than yourself and heed well their advice even though they be turkeys know what to kiss and when Consider that two wrongs never make a right, but the three do. Wherever possible, put people on hold. Be comforted that in the face of all aridity and disillusionment, and despite the changing fortunes of time, there is always a big future in computer maintenance. Remember the Pueblo. Strive at all times to bend, fold, spindle, and mutilate. Know yourself. If you need help, call the FBI. Exercise caution in your daily affairs, especially with those persons closest to you. That lemon on your left, for instance. Be assured that a walk through the ocean of most souls would scarcely get your feet wet. Fall not in love, therefore, it will stick to your face. Gracefully surrender the things of youth, birds, clean air, tuna, Taiwan, and let not the sands of time get in your lunch. Hire people with hooks. For a good time, call 606-4311. Ask for Ken. Take heart amid the deepening gloom that your dog is finally getting enough cheese. And reflect that whatever misfortune may be your lot, it could only be worse in Milwaukee. You are a fluke of the universe. You have no right to be here. And whether you can hear it or not, the universe is laughing behind your back. Therefore, Make peace with your God, whatever you conceive him to be, hairy thunderer or cosmic muffin. With all its hopes, dreams, promises, and urban renewal, the world continues to deteriorate. Give up. You are a
Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltohanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Leher, Dan Frick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition radio hour is the property of the final edition LLC. Copyright 2014. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.